Welcome to the Raw Food Health Empowerment Podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Salmon, Certified Holistic Health Coach and author of You Can Afford to Be Healthy. And this podcast looks at a holistic approach to health from a multi-generational and multinational perspective of women of color. How, how has your week been? You know, other than my hand that got burnt, my week is good, but it, it teaches me something because sometimes things happen in life for you to feel what other people feel and to, to know that although things happen to you, it's not the end of the world. And then a young lady came to me yesterday. She had a burn on the same hand, except for it's worse than mine. How did she burn herself? Hers was with soup. She heated soup in the microwave, and that's what people need to know about the microwave. It's dangerous. She heated soup in the microwave, and when she went to take it out, by touching the cup, the thing boiled right over in her hand. Mm. And right where she picked it up with her hand, and I don't know if she's left-handed, but is her left hand got burned. Right that between the big finger and that um pointers, a pointer, what they call a pointer finger. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it made a big, she said she could see it bubbling up. The, the skin was bubbling and it burst. Oh, wow. Was, yeah. So hers is worse than mine because she need new skin to grow on because the skin completely came off. Wow. Yeah, so hers was worse than mine. So sometimes in life things happen to you, but never think you, it's just you it's happening to and sometimes it worse with other people. How did you burn yours again? Was it tea? Tea. Uh, I was making Dan a cup of tea, yeah. And I, I had the cutting board, the big cutting board on the counter. Which I was... put the cup, this was on the cup, on the cutting board. I roll in the lemon because I roll my lemon before I cut them to soften them. Mm-hmm. And my hand hit the sauce, so the cup turned over on my hand. Mm. So yeah, I... that was it, Sam. That, but my week was good, thank God. <clears throat> But how, how, how are you going to avoid this in the future? Like, where you just was the space just too small? Well, let me let's put it this way. The future looked great. I'm six six <laughs> years old, and it's the first something like this ever happened to me. That you burn your hand? Yes. That ever. That's not true. Like this. Huh? <laughs> That's not true. No, no, I didn't say that I burned my hand. I said that I've had an accident like this. With tea. With tea. What else did I burn myself with? On the stove? Yeah. Yeah, but it's the first ever have something like this that, you know, <clears throat> that I find stupid, that I could avoid it. Yeah, so so what will you do different in the future to avoid it? Just don't rush so much when you're doing things. Take your time. I always mm. rush like I'm still 30 years old. Sometimes I have to go by the number, you know? Don't, yeah. Don't go by how my body feels. <laughs> if I was moving that fast, that would never happen. Yeah, I think I think um, regardless of uh, your age, being mindful and being present is something that everyone can do to avoid injury. Accident. Yeah. yeah, an accident. Because that's exactly how. I sprained my ankle the last time. Yeah. I wasn't being mindful. I was in my phone going down steps. And I was thinking about the future. I was planning for the future. I wasn't being present. And 
<clears throat> I went and hurt myself. And not only did I hurt myself, and I'm still dealing with the consequences of that injury, um, but I had to spend thousands of dollars to take care of that. Isn't that something? Today, I want to talk about living a plastic-free life. And we kind of touched on last week, like, the dangers of plastic. I mean, if you're if you're eating animal product, because we know about the fish, right? We talked about the fish, right. how the, the fish are ingesting microplastics in the ocean, and big fish are eating smaller fish, and then people eating these fish are consuming the plastic. But also, there, a new research uh, study came out that mosquitoes eat microplastic, and it stays in the insect's body until adulthood. So if other animals eat mosquitoes, the mosquito, it ends up in their system too. So the same thing is happening on land. Mm. Um, but, you know, beyond that, when you look at plastic containers, we actually absorb the, the BPA from it. And, yeah. and it gets into the food and um, it's a, it's a estrogen mimicking uh, hormone that, basically happens in the body. So it's, it's having consequential effects on our health. And we don't have anywhere to put it, you know, there's like plastic everywhere. And so it's a big environmental and health issue right now. Mm -hmm. And so for me personally, it's like, well, okay, I understand how bad plastic is. I understand that, you know, if you're trying to lose weight, for example, let's say you're you have excess fat that you're trying to lose, but you're consuming things out of plastic bottles and plastic containers, your body is is having a harder time relinquishing that fat. Um, but what do you do? How do we have a plastic-free life? And before I go into some of the tips that I've picked up along the way, things that I'm doing or or trying to do more, I want to know about you because when you grew up in uh, in Jamaica, I mean, what? How many plastics were around compared to now? And we never like, had plastic. We never had plastic. Um, uh, we had brown paper bags, or we have basket that we take to the market, a shopping basket. Hmm. But we never buy things in abundance like our people do here because we have our own provisions. I see. Yeah. We have our Because you grew your own stuff. Yeah. So what, when we go to the market to shop, we only go to shop for um, dry stuff, which is very few. So mm -hmm. we just take a basket. So you bring the basket from home or you bring a canvas bag from home? No, we bring a basket from home. As a matter of fact, you know what our baskets look like, and they're never bigger than that. You, you what, what do your baskets look like? You, are they the same ones you use for Easter Sunday? Huh? The same baskets you use for Easter Sunday at church? No, man. The, it's big basket. We keep it downstairs, but, you know, we have it down in the basement. But that's the size of our shopping basket. You carry it with one hand, but it's just dry goods in there, you know? So what is the basket made out of? Bamboo. Okay. Uh, we, so you, we, you, isn't that pretty heavy? 
Um, no, because it depends on what you're shopping for. But to, to, to be real, we never had plastic bags. As a matter of fact, even when I came up to this country, we never have plastic bags. The plastic just came into being maybe in the late 70s. But we used to have paper bags. Before the plastic bags, yes, huh? Yes, brown paper bags, just like what you get when you go to Whole Foods and, um, and Trader Joe. <laughs> so we're just, we're just reverting back to That's what all we it is, Sam. I don't know why they're making such a big deal, and I don't know why they brought the plastic on shore in the first place. Mm -hmm. Because I have so much of the bags there, I don't know what to do with them. And I, you put them in the garbage, you feel like you, you, you're making a mess of the place anyhow, you know? Yeah, and they can't be, the, the shopping plastic bags can't be recycled. No, but I think they can burn them and make one big piece of plastic out of it. I don't know how they do it. It can melt down. Um, there's, so the recyclers, the recyclers that take plastic shopping bags, I'm going to put a link to uh, in the show notes what they do with it. Okay. But I know like for the for the plastic recycling, they end up when they send it to China, uh, the Chinese have manufacturing plants that um, turn the plastic basically into these plastic flour. And that plastic flour is used to make other things. But with plastic bags, it's it's more difficult because it's usually um not sanitized enough to go through the process. So it, it ends up going to landfill anyway, even if you put it in recycling. Uh -huh. But I know that um, like before we left Chicago, the bigger grocery stores had boxes where they would take the grocery bags back. But I have to find out what exactly they did with it. There's, there's a special process that that has, I would think, right. since they figured out something to do with them. But so that's one way in which plastic comes into our lives is when we shop. But in terms of like water, so like when you went to school, did you have water at school? Yeah. So what? or even when people went to work, how did they how did they get or buy when they bought water? What it, were they? What was it? In? Bottle of water. They would bring water in their whatever containers or whatever they bring it in. And most people bring water in a thermos, you know, or a pitcher. A water mm. pitcher. So you didn't really have like, like when you would go to the store back when you were growing up. No bottled water. As a teenager, no. they didn't have bottled water. No. Interesting. Because we get spring water. We get our own drinking water from the spring. We get water from the spring to do everything we're doing. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Remember I show you the place that we, uh, we used to get our water from? We call it the dam. I even went down there and washed my foot. Yeah, which is interesting because people are washing their feet in it, but yet they drink from that same water. No, no, no. The part that you wash your foot in, that's not, that's not the water you drink. <laughs> we catch it from the dam itself before you go down into that part. No. The dam, okay. The dam is a place that does something with the water, the spring water. That it's like a filter in this. I don't know. How they do it. It's a process to go through. But the the water that comes out of it, it runs mm -hmm. down into the street. When it runs down, those people wash clothes or they wash their foot or whatever they want to wash. Some people go down and bathe in it. It's running water, you know. 
Yeah. But we get the water, the way you're going to catch the water for drinking, that's not the same place. So you go to the top. The top part of it, yes. Yeah, to get drinking water, and at the bottom, right. you bathe and wash. Right. And so what about, like, nuts and bulk stuff? Because I know you guys grew stuff, so you wouldn't be buying produce, but did you buy nuts or beans or okay. anything? Okay, buy things that we couldn't grow. Because, you know, we have cashew, cashew trees. So we have... Um, we have almond tree. We have, there are certain, we, we've grown beans, abundant beans and peas and stuff like that. We'll go to the market and we buy things like dry codfish, which is something that we don't grow. We don't make that. We, we have to buy that. We buy, and at that time I was eating those things. And we buy mackerel, salted mackerel. And... What other stuff they sell that we didn't, you know, we didn't. Go. And how did, how'd you get the fish? Like it just came in a paper bag or? No, they, they, they wrap it into, into brown paper. Um, but we never had plastic though, honestly. There was no plastic. Oh, you, and sometimes when you're buying mackerel, you have to bring your own container for them to put it in. They wait and you put it in your container. So did you ever have a situation where you went to the market and forgot your bags and, and containers and stuff? No, you can't forget it because <laughs> you're accustomed to, you know, that if you don't bring your bag and your container, you're not going to buy that stuff. So I guess you, you really was living in an environment where you had to plant. Very just Yes. And you make your grocery list and you know exactly what, it's not like over here where people don't know what they're going to the store for and they walk in the store and they say, oh, I need this. And I, no, it's not like that. It was never like that. Mm-hmm. It was never like that. We have a we have our basket that we carry stuff in. I see. I see. So for nuts and things like that, I guess you had to bring your own container or bag to put it in. Oh no, the nuts come into little um paper bags already um weighed and so on sealed. You know, like oh you see like oh you go to Trader Joe. And you mm -hmm. get your little packages and not, but it's into plastic. Yeah. I was just into a bag that's sealed, paper bag. We used to have one pound bag, two pound bag, three pound bag, whatever size bag. That's how they have it in the grocery store. Like when you go to the grocery and if we're going to buy flour, they weigh the flour and you get it into a brown bag. And this is why you find most Jamaicans, even now if you come to my house, I have a three or four different sets of canisters. Where you put sugar, milk, flour, cornmeal, all this stuff in. Because when you come from the grocery store, you don't keep your things in bags and stuff. You empty them into your canister. But people don't use those things no more. They will have little things like um, glass jars, where, you know. Mm -hmm. But most West Indian, and not just Jamaican, because all the West Indian countries, they behave the same way. They have their canisters in the kitchen. So and the, the canister is made out of what? Ceramic? You said? Glass. Oh, they're glass. They're glass. Oh, okay. Yeah. They're glass. And and what's not glass mm. is ceramic. But you know, there's no plastic, nothing. Right. They're Which seems, it seems more plastic. sustainable. Eh? It seems more sustainable because you're not like buying more and more stuff to pile up. You probably had way less trash generated. Well, we did. And yeah, we did not. We have, um, we, as a matter of fact, the garbage that we have, we throw it in, we, throw it, we use it as manure. 
Because you only had compostable stuff. Right. But now we have bottles that we can't throw in the garden, so we have to put that aside, you know? That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Saran wrap, right? You know how we use saran wrap to, like, you have something left over, right. you want to cover the bowl. But you know, I still use it. it. Guilty as charged. But what did you do before, back in Jamaica, before, I mean, did you, you didn't have saran wrap? No. I'm sure. In Jamaica, we, ne so. we never have leftovers. Oh, really? No, we cook every day. You cooked every day? Every day. That's different. Sam, Sam. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds funny to a lot of people, but I never grew up with a refrigerator. You didn't have a refrigerator. No, we have what you call an ice box. We have to buy ice and put it in there to keep keep things cool. So we never, we never have a refrigerator. We didn't really need a refrigerator. We get fresh milk daily because we have our own cow. We didn't have things that have to go on in the fridge. Mm -hmm. If we need ice, we buy ice. We have an ice box, and we used to make our own ice cream. So, let me ask you that. This might be going a little off topic, but I'm curious now. At that time, you know, you're 12 years old, okay, in Jamaica, and you're looking around at your family members, your neighbors, anybody you know or ever been um, interacting with that you know of, had diabetes at that time? Was diabetes a thing in Jamaica at that time? To be honest with you, the only disease that I ever hear of in Jamaica was high blood pressure. Hmm. And I remember once my mom pointed out a man to me and told me the man had TB, <laughs> tuberculosis. And then we used yeah. to stay very far from him because we know that's a disease. But as a young girl growing up, I never hear anything called diabetes. I never, never learn of that. Never. Because, you know, I'm, I'm from a small district where people stay active, look very chronic, skinny, work hard, you know. I never yeah. see any illness and stuff. Chronic, skinny. I remember the last time I was there, I saw muscular men with their skin very leathery and taut mm -hmm. on them. I think, you know, the sun just like. Right you know, that sun-kissed skin. And you see it out here too in LA where it's just like, especially on elderly men, yeah. the skin has aged and you can tell it, it got a lot of vitamin D and it's just like this leathery, but tight and just like muscles, you know, mm. of not, not, not inflated muscles, but muscles of someone who obviously is not lazy, like they work. They right, do yeah. physical stuff. Yeah, and that's why it was in Jamaica too, you know? Mm -hmm. In the country. I can't speak of the city because when you go to the city, you see people with with um big stomach and fat people and you know what I mean? Yeah. Whatever their reason is, I don't know, but I'm only telling you from my tender young age. I never hear of these diseases. Well, I came here when I was nineteen. Right. But it's when I came up here I hear of all these different diseases. I hear of cancer, I hear of you know, I don't, I know, I know that um, one of my uncle died from a heart attack, but it's when I was here, I heard that. So you never had leftovers. So everybody ate, how, how do you even manage to not have 
leftovers though. Because with uh, when you cooking, you know the amount. Let's say you're gonna make dumplings, and it's four people in your family. You only make four dumplings. But you have to prepare the flour. But you know what the amount to use to make four. And you just know because you've been cooking since oh, you were a child exactly. and it's been passed down type right. of thing. This is why Jamaican do not use measuring. If you hear the ox Jamaican too <laughs> for a recipe, and you hear what they say? Put a little bit of this and a little bit of that. You ask them, what is this and what is that? Just just use your imagination, man. A little bit of this and a little bit of that. And you understand? You can see how that can go very wrong for someone who Hey. hasn't been raised that way exactly but when you're accustomed to it a little bit of this and a little bit of that could be just one teaspoon of this and one teaspoon of that because you're so used to this little bit you know yeah right so so i i think like now in the modern day some things that we could do because it's not perfect because like you're talking of a system where the whole system is supporting you in this because the grocery store is not giving out plastic. So you don't have plastic mm -hmm. and you already know to make enough and you don't, you have very little food waste because of that, mm -hmm. because you don't have a refrigerator and all these mm -hmm. things. So it's like, you just make enough for everybody. And I guess if there's even a little bit extra, everybody just put it in their stomachs. I'm assuming. Mm -hmm. So in, in today's modern age, I, I think that, you know, the grocery stores have been great with like encouraging everyone to um, bring their tote bags. And I have a lot, I have to always remind myself to, to bring them because I don't remember all the time. So what I've started doing actually is I have one bag that's very um, pliable. So I have it in my bag at all times and I don't change my bag. So I at least have one bag that I can use. Right. And Without that, then, you know, they have the paper bags and stuff at the places that I shop anyway. Mm -hmm. um, and then also getting glass containers. So, like, if I'm buying anything that comes in packaging, it's I'm looking for glass. Right, not plastic. Or, yeah, that I can reuse it, mm -hmm. you know. And, of course, you can reuse plastic bottles. But, like we said, we're trying to get away from plastic because of the the chemicals in the plastic that are being released. Cause I even saw another article that BPA is not the only uh, chemical to be concerned about in plastic. There are other chemicals um, that are causing harm. So I'm going for glass. I'm going for, um, like you said, if you're buying nuts and things like that, uh, maybe if it's packaged in a paper bag, going for that. Um, and then, what I've done for loose vegetables, like some, they have those bags that you can buy the reusable bags for loose vegetables. Mm -hmm. But what I've done is when I, when I took the plastic for the vegetables the first time, those little plastic bags that they give in the grocery store, yeah. I've been reusing those. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I saved them with my tote bags and I reuse those. Oh, this way I don't um, bring additional bags. Right. Yeah, exactly. So I'm not using new bags, but um, eventually I will have to get the, the reusable one. The thing with the reusable one, why I've stalled on it is, um, one, because I still have these plastic bags. Mm. And <laughs> I, I want to use them up until I can't use them anymore. But 
Um, also, it's it's an adjustment for me because I wasn't raised like the way you were. I feel like for you, it would probably be a lot easier. You know, this sad thing. I know better, but I just don't do better. I move with the Joneses then because even today I went shopping and I didn't bring my own bag. So I come home with all these plastic bags and I always get annoyed when, and I have a whole ton of them. I just don't know what to do with them. Mm-hmm. And I just refuse to throw them in the garbage. Yeah. So until I find out what to do with them, they're going to be here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess it's better in your house than in a landfill somewhere. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, there's that. Um, but, oh, and then for the saran wrap, uh, they have this beeswax wrap now, which works way better than saran wrap because you it's made from beeswax. It's a beeswax food wrap. And I'll put a, um, a link to it in the show notes. But you put it on. Let's say you have a leftover salad or whatever. Right. You put it on and it sticks. It always sticks. Mm. And so it will form to anything and you just wash it with cold water and reuse it. It's um it's reusable and so um, something. Everything yeah. that's made from plastic is not safe. Yeah. So one, the plastic has all these chemicals that we're absorbing when it's coming into contact with our food. Um, That's first. Secondly, when it's going into landfill, because right now China's not taking our recyclables, um, and it's going into landfill, and it's affecting our soil, it's it's getting into our, our water supply, so it's affecting us, it's affecting our waters and our sea creatures, right? And because it's not sustainable, we don't know what to do with it. Like the last episode, we mentioned that there's a whole, a huge mass of plastics. They call it Plastic Island, basically, that's that's coming close towards the Pacific coast of America, uh-huh. the size of France, I heard. And, you know, it's just full of plastics, you know? So there's a lot of effort globally trying to figure out what to do with all this plastic that's not, it's not degrading and it's just piling up and it's causing all this this harm and we don't know what to do with it. So it's not sustainable. I think what you even just described as what you were experiencing as a child, I feel like globally, we're gonna move back to that mm-hmm. as a necessity, but um, making an effort now to not have it is just better for our bodies, especially as women. Cause like I said, it is estrogen mimicking mm. the, the chemicals, specifically BPA. But like I said, there's some other chemicals, you know, when you, when you think about cancer, for example, there's a, a series of things that cause cancer. They can't pinpoint one thing, but if you have materials with chemicals that are mimicking hormones, you know, this is a possible source of what's causing cancer. And we know that because of this hormone um, disruption that it's doing, it's making it difficult for us to lose excess fat. And um, where does cancer get stored, right? Where does cancer grow? It's in the fat cells. So, so there's just a lot, a lot of information out there already for i think for all of us to just make a collective effort mm-hmm. i know for me personally i'm very much motivated <laughs> to to get rid of it 
Yes, um, it's it's pretty unsafe because I mean it's pretty un, unsafe because uh, it's a lot of plastic. Cause if I'm just one household and I see so much around me, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I know for the men, besides the hormone imbalance that plastic can cause, you know, men usually in the household are the ones with the task to take the trash out. Right. Right. And with with a reduction in plastic in the household, that's like less trips to the dumpster (laughs) with with trash, you know, so it, it works out for everybody. Yeah. With what happened this week with the court and all that, I would urge everybody to really buckle up, vote and vote, especially women. Women have to take a stand because it seems like we are the least right now. Yeah. Like we we don't have a count, you know. Women have to take stand. I'm a little disappointed about what's going on, but listen, there's a bigger judge higher than the Supreme Court judge that will be judging us, so. That's true, yeah. Mm -hmm. This week, I must say on that note, this week I have had an emotional roller coaster because I got so sucked into this thing and was made aware again of the reason why I don't make it a regular practice to watch the news because I get get too much into it. You felt it coming from you, Sam? What? I felt that coming from you that you were absorbing too much of the news. And I got my whole stress <laughs> response was just like crazy. I physically, physically got sick, like diarrhea, oh, anxiety in my chest, my chest tightened up, you know, all this stuff. So I, I've, it's like, you know, from one end of the pendulum string swing, I got to go to the other end to like really dive deep in self care. Uh, and all of that. I think it's important to be educated and aware of what's going on. So it's like I popped my head out, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> looked up, see what's going on. Because, you know, the elections are coming up and the midterms are important. Like, I think stuff like this just shows how important it is uh, for midterms. Right. You know, because when you vote in the midterms, every single one of those votes count, you know, with and the presidential is- thing, it's electoral college, but with the midterms, you're talking about everybody else, which is all a popular vote. This is what people don't understand. I wish I was, I had the opportunity to talk to young people who can vote, especially young women. And I'm speaking to the women. Oh my God. They need to go out and vote. You know, that you, I, it just made me sick when I hear somebody says, I don't vote. When you say I don't vote, that means you don't have a talk. You can't say nothing. Yeah. At this point, though, the good re- a good response would be, why do you not vote? No, the reason why they don't vote because they're depending on you and I. <laughs> but like, why? Why they don't vote? Because, because having the dialogue with people. So, because I think most people just don't understand the way the system works. I know for me a long time, even though I've always exercised my right to vote because I always want to be heard. And that's just like me. I just want to be heard. Right. But um, what I've always said is, you know, money buys politicians, which is true. However, (laughs) you know, if you don't have money, you have a voice. Exactly. So that voice 
really does make a difference because there was a Democrat actually who voted for Kavanaugh to be confirmed I saw because, because he was in a red state. He felt like he would get more fire from the population if he didn't vote that way. This is, this is what we gauge, what we gather. I haven't spoken to dude. I, you know, and I'm just, you know, going off of comments and, and information on Twitter and stuff like that. Um, but it makes a difference. Like the, the people, when you have masses of people saying a thing and directing it towards the people who can actually do something about it, it does make a difference. Like you can actually go to their offices, talk to them, even if they're senators, you can book a meeting with these people and be like, hey, this this is an issue that we're having in my community. It's not just me. Because remember, these people are, are supposed to keep in mind the millions of whatever number of people in their jurisdictions, right? So it can't just be one person issue. Sure. But um, that's really how it works. It's, you know, it's the same thing with food, you know? If you don't have the money to pay someone to prepare healthy food for you, then you have time to do it yourself, exactly. you know? Yeah, so you true. use what you have, but we all have something. Mm -hmm. We all have something. And so, you know, I personally hope to have the means, the financial means to buy myself a politician one of these days. But until that point, you know, I'm, I'm going to vote. You know? Use your voice in the meantime. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to vote. Yeah. But, and, and, you know, pop your head out get the information at the same time practice self-care and like what i had to do which you know i'm so happy to have the people i have around me um but to kind of help me connect all of what's happening in the world that i'm really upset about mm -hmm. um to a spiritual practice and like us from a spiritual point of view because the reason why I would be so upset and stressed out is because I'm down here thinking that all of this is real, right? And this is it, and this is truth, right? But when you look, when you look from a more global perspective and a more spiritually centered perspective, because the spiritual part teaches you to not be so easily swayed or disturbed by what's going on outside of you, exactly. you know? And so it's, and you a, know, it's, a, it's a tough thing. It's a tough thing. You know why that is so? Because it, all these are temporary things. Right. Yeah. You see, someone, made, someone made a great point that, you know, even though right now women are everywhere, are, are not feeling like, we have um <clears throat> a, i guess equality some people don't like that word equality but like the rights we feel that we deserve to have it's still a better time it's the best time for women ever in the history oh yeah because we can speak out now you know even if, even if people not women believe us we have a voice right yeah even if not they're not gonna believe us we have a voice but from biblical days, though, if you look back from biblical days, that's how it was, you know. Right, exactly. That's the thing. It's like this has been going because I was reading even last week about, you know, ISIS and how they're doing um, 
They're enslaving groups of people. They're separating the women from the men and even young boys. If the young boys have hair under their arm, they put them with the men. They set the men on fire while they're alive. They take the women and put them into sex slavery from even before they hit puberty. And it's like, I'm reading this stuff and it's like, you know, I, I'm so upset, you know, I'm but, so upset and stressed. But then when, when I speak to my spiritually centered, you know, community, they're like, they help me to come back to what's actual truth, right? Which is this has been slavery and oppression and violence and war has been happening from the very beginning. We are living in a world of polarizing, uh, polarization and, and opposites, right? Mm -hmm. You don't have, you don't have happiness without sadness. There's, you know, and so while there's, there's building going on, there's also destruction going on. And so, you know, since I'm just given this short time to be on earth, I am going to funnel my energy into the building and the upliftment of positivity and love in the world instead of getting drowned in stress and anger and frustration with with the destruction and just the the terror you know that's happening because it doesn't being angry and upset doesn't change what's happening and it's making me sick and it's shortening my life you know right. And it's like, I can see the physical manifestations of my body breaking down and just not physically being uncomfortable and just, you know, and so, um, and everyone's body's different, obviously. Like there's some people who are out there who I guess can, can manage it. And I, I've known from a young girl that even debating stresses me out. Like when I have to debate, yeah. I get really stressed. As a, as a former first lady did say, when they get low, you get high. Yeah. So you always stay on top. And stay on top is that you look to God where everything comes from. Because in the twinkling of an eye, everything can change. So with all this stuff that's going on, these things are only temporary. Yeah. Yep. And on that note, have a blessed week. You too, sweetheart. And don't watch too much of the news. It will drain you. Thank you so much for listening today. Please be sure to subscribe so you're notified on all our future episodes when they're released.